The main attraction, he did guest sets at um, nightclubs. I'm just... Fox, when are you going to fucking start enabling screen? You need to relax. I swear to God. You need to. You need to relax. We do this every week. But usually you put in a friendly little word before we start recording to allow screen share. It's allowed, so just chill out. We're all friends. Content catch-up. Hello, content catch-up family. It is episode three of season two. And what a massive day it is. Life in lockdown slash or take take three, is it, Jules? Take, yeah, I don't know, probably take three. But, yeah, we are in lockdown. That, um, that's all right. Positive. We've got to keep positive it, here. You know what? It doesn't impact this podcast. You know what? If, if it all goes to shit, we'll just start doing this podcast full time. Daily. Maybe we'll go Daily. live every day. All right. Every day. All right. Well, I mean, that could be something. Let us know what you think about listeners. But what else? Super Bowl. This this could almost be a Super Bowl episode because you've been going nuts. It could on be that. a Super Bowl episode. You know what though? For all intents and purposes, and I'm going to go an early egg of the week here. I'm going to egg myself. Jesus, all right. Because you're going real early here. There's, I've got another one. Um, but I thought the Super Bowl was actually on Tuesday, and I planned my whole week. I organised so I'd have all my meetings on Monday, thinking that the Super Bowl was on Tuesday, and then. Went to my sister's house. She messaged me. She's like, oh, the Super Bowl is actually on Monday. Um, so I went to my sister's house and missed half the bloody Super Bowl because <laughs> I was in all my meetings that I'd organized in the morning. Yeah, I did I did find it funny now. In our weekly whip, we saw, I saw someone walk behind you and I thought you were in a cafe or something, but you weren't exactly subtle. <laughs> no, nah. nah, I wasn't. I mean, That's all right. no shame. Like, you got to do what you got to do. I got everything done that day. Ab- um, but yes, Super Bowl. Tom Brady got his seventh. Number seven. I know nothing about Can you imagine him. Imagine that. But he he just seems like an ultimate cool cat. Not not to mention his skill, but everything I see him, he just seems so not blase, but he just seems comfortable. Well, he's a pretty cool guy. I mean, he's outstanding. Like his his achievements in NFL are probably unbridled. Like you're not gonna find anyone else to that level. And the fact that he just keeps winning, mm. um, it's nuts. Like seven Super Bowl titles, that's insane. I know, he's forty what? 42, 43, I think. Um, yeah, like that's just messed up. But it, it was a it was a good day. There's obviously like a lot of, to come out of the Super Bowl um, apart from apart from the actual game itself, which was pretty trash. There's always Super Bowl ads, and I I don't know if you watched any of them, but there were some really good ones that came out this year. So I was too busy doing work on Monday, Jules. But um, oh, that's a change. That's a change. <laughs> All right, no, the TV above me actually had it on, so I was I was trying to trying to watch a bit of it because I must say the atmosphere, not to be that typical Australian, I bagged last week that only talk about the Super Bowl, but it does seem intriguing. I don't fully understand it, but I did enjoy the bromance of Gronk and Brady. Not that I know anything about it, but they just seem fun. It's, uh, it's funny that you should bring that up because I think we're going to have a bit of a chat about uh, Gronk, Brady, and even some of our other favorite celebrity athletes who produce great content later. But Barks, what have you been watching? Have you been getting into the tennis at all? Uh, a bit of tennis. Uh, I'm too loyal to basketball, though. It, it seems to clash with NBL a lot. Um, Yep. And for example, last night I was watching the basketball, but I knew the tennis and Kyrgios was all the talk um, on Twitter and whatnot. I, I still didn't switch over, so I sort of regret it. But um, we'll actually talk a bit about a bit more about the tennis and maybe even specifically Kyrgios later. But um, to answer your question, not as much as I'd like to. Speaking of basketball, we got half of the comeback we wanted this week. What, me? Sorry. 
Derek Derek Rose oh, okay. to New York. Well, I mean, it's not quite Chicago. It's not quite Chicago. Yeah, I mean, is it? No, it's not. It's not the same. But we'll see how he goes. He's he's sort of one I would have liked to see on a contender. To be honest, I think everyone would have liked that. But hey, if that's where he wants to go, that's where he wants to go. That's where he wants to go. Anyway, should we should we jump into let's, it? Let's dive in. Make a splash. <laughs> splash, bros. I'd be I'd be Steph for sure. Why is that? I'm, so I'm Clay. I'm injured. Yeah. R.I.P. Cray. Clay. He's not. <laughs> Cray. Cray. Um, Crayfish. We need. Cray Thompson. Think of a uh, nickname for us listeners, myself and Jules. What would, we, what would you call yeah. us? Anyway, carry on. Okay. So this week, uh, loyal listeners, look at athletes that produce the best content on social media. Uh, and this is in the wake of um, the Super Bowl um, and Barks messaged me and he's like, what's the go with Gronk? Yeah. Like, what's his deal? And I'm like... He's just a lovable character. He's just like a bit goofy. But I'm going to be taking a look at the combination of Tom Brady and Gronk together. Okay. So they're kind of like two polar opposites, right? Like you have Tom Brady who's like this, yeah, fun guy, but also a serial professional. Like his diet is so regimented that he eats like one almond a day. Like he's he's fucked. He doesn't do anything. If you Goodness. if you that if you ever bored at work, look up the Tom Brady diet. It's messed up. He doesn't drink coffee. He's a freak. But <laughs> we should try it one day. We'll try it on the <laughs> maybe maybe that's ourselves. the secret to success. Our first ever vlog. Um, <laughs> us doing the Tom, Tom Brady, Brady diet yeah. for a day. <laughs> um, so he's like a, a very professional guy. And then on the other hand, you have Gronk, right? Who is a party man. Like is he a bit as soon as Gronk sorry to cut you off. Is he a bit like bit bit out there? I don't I don't think he's the smartest guy in the world. And but I think he knows what he's doing. I think he knows that he he needs to have this like party boy image to be successful. Mm. You know what I mean? I think he identified like early on that that's his personality and he's not gonna back away from it and he's gonna have some fun with it. Good on him. Um from all accounts he's a nice guy, but yeah, he's a bit of a He's a jock, like in the the, the typical American mm. definition of a jock, he's a jock. Um, but like, so background for anyone who's not aware, Gronk had actually retired um, and hadn't played the game for a year. And then obviously Tom Brady moves to Tampa Bay and he convinces Gronk to come out of retirement for one year. In that year that cool. Gronk wasn't, wasn't actually playing, um, you probably saw him pop around. I'm pretty sure he did a cruise where he was like the main attraction. He did guest sets at um, nightclubs. So all this here, all this bit of content here, is in the period where he's been retired. Is that wrestling? Yeah, he was on. He was on the WWE. He actually won a title. He was the 24 <laughs> seven. Uh, he was the 24 seven champion there. Wow. Um, he was on the Mask Singer. He does like all these weird promos, like. Party boy, yeah. Look at this, Gronk Beach. Like he's That's just hilarious. a he's a bit of a joker. Um, I want to show you this one because he was actually a Lakers cheerleader. <laughs> oh, I did see that <laughs> with uh, yeah. yeah, with uh, James Corden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Gronk, right? Like this is him to a T. He's just a funny guy. Now there were two really good bits of content that came out of the combination of Tom Brady and Gronk. Recently, one I want to show you was an ad that aired during the Super Bowl. Um, is Gronk elite in what he does? Or yes, he's okay. sorry. That's the other thing. He, he's one of the best tight ends 
to play um, the game. He's got some of the best. Yeah. And he's won, I think now four Super Bowl rings. So he's he's like a, a good player. He's not like just a, a gronk. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, so for the background, whoever's listening to this, it might be similar to me. I, I don't follow the NFL, so I'm not aware of the storyline. But can you go back to the storyline of Brady? Did he get okay. moved on from Patriots? He was with Patriots his whole life, yes. right? Is that something he wanted yes. to do or the team that era was over and the team so moved him on? Tom Brady um, it was obviously the champion quarterback at, at New England, won six titles there. Um, and towards the end of 2019, I think it was, it became clear that um, the head coach there, Bill Belichick, was only going to offer him one more year. Um, and he wanted two. So he, after being at a club for whatever, how many years, he'd been a free agent for so long and no one had just thought like he would ever move on. Mm. Um, but he actually made the decision to move to Tampa Bay right. where they were offering him a two-year contract, I believe it was. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's a big change. Like he'd been a franchise quarterback for the Patriots for so long and, and seen them through their most successful dynasty. Um, but obviously they thought that they were going in a different direction to what he want. And which is fair, like at some stage Tom Brady was going to retire and the, the, now the discussion is with whether they let him go too early. Mm. Um, but anyway, that's that's that. So Bucks, I'll play I want to jump into this first, first bit of content. Um, have a watch and then I'll explain. Bronk. What up, TB? What do you think my next move should be? On the Spotty Network, this is what Tom heard. If you're retiring now, you're soft and weak. Just come to Florida and win another one. Maybe I'll even join you. Just go win another one. Like it's that easy, Gronk. Maybe it is. I still feel like I have a lot to accomplish. My goal is to win one more. And Gronk's coming with me. I'm retired from retiring? Mom! Where are my football pants? I'm not sure I've ever liked an ad before. I like that ad. It's great, isn't it? Mm. Clever. So this is a, this is a series by um, T-Mobile, and it it's basically advertising um, faster data or something like that, like a five G network, mm. and it's playing on the 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 Gronk and Brady coming out of retirement, basically, and. It works so well because it, it plays to Gronk's party boy nature of like, oh, come enjoy retirement. You know, you'll you come to Florida, you'll be able to, you know, hang out, play golf, go to the beach, da 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 da. And then it also plays to Tom Brady's um, competitive nature because it's he obviously only gets half of the message because um, the network drops out, and what he hears is a challenge. So then he challenges himself to move to Florida. And the story goes, and and it works even better because I end up winning the Super Bowl, so that works really well. Um, I just think it's a smart bit of content because it obviously plays on both their personalities, and then ma- meshes it in to one, and has like a it's just a great commercial and great bit of content. The other one I want to show you, um, and this will be quickly, but you know how you sometimes see a bit of content that, um is like a throwback to something else. Mm. Like, I don't know if I've explained that well, but like, you know, when people quote tweet something that they tweeted like ages ago and be like told, yeah, yeah. And it's a continuation of this, right? So. Was that ad, sorry, was that ad posted after they won it? I think it was actually posted before. Yeah, it's cool. Um, 
I'm not too sure on the timing. It was an ad that ran during the actual broadcast. So when they were at New England, they they beat Kansas City Chiefs um, in a in a provisional game to go go into the finals, basically. So you can see this was posted 107 weeks ago. Yeah. So this it's it's nothing special, and this is like Brady does a really good job on social media of actually marketing himself. He'll do one of these like quick videos after each game and then it'll cut to like some highlights and stuff and whatnot and have the score and it's a W type of post. That's cool. He does that every week. This one's got like bad boys for life playing in the back and it was a really iconic video at the time because it's like, fuck yeah, Brady, bit of Diddy, Gronk, like this is really cool. One of the best bits of content I've seen is when he's brought this back when the Tampa Bay made the the – Finals again, and it's the exact same bit of content, same music, same highlights. And I just think, like, whoever is in charge of Tom Brady's content yeah. is a fucking genius because, like, this is so good. Like, it's such a good play on something that's obviously been successful. Um, I don't know. I, I just think it's great. Yeah. They're my uh, – I think he, it's just he knows that he's not, like, the funniest guy in the world. He knows he's not, like – like the coolest person in the world, but he's nailed like everything that he's done with his content here. So, and the pairing of him and Gronk is just sensational because you get a little bit of both. Um, and also just a, just a small one, Tom Brady, absolutely pissed drunk walking off the celebration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and look at his tweet out, no, noting to see here, just a little <laughs> avocado to kill. You know, I love just watching all this like for a first time, really just out when I actually properly understood the background is that he has that yeah. dad vibe. Like he, he's got a big dad yeah, vibe. Like, and I think that that works brilliantly for him. It probably plays back into the, yeah. the content that he produces. Like that video, so easy, but it's purely just because it was Simple. done before and that track that everybody loves. And it's just like, that's yeah. Even to somebody who doesn't have a great knowledge of it, that's still very funny. It's just great content. And he's like, you're right. He's not trying anything crazy. He's not like, trying to make this ultimate hype video. No. He's just like, yeah, this is me, we won. Here's a few clips. Here's a bit of fun and then we're out. Speaking of um, hype videos, actually, yeah, no, so yeah. That, that's a good point because he comes across like he's not trying to be anybody. He's just Tom, Tom Brady. Yep. Um, on the other side, I'm going to bring this up later, but I came across, across Patrick Mahomes' Instagram. Yeah. He posts like a team would post and I love it. Really? So if you... I mean, uh, seen so he'll legitimately yeah. post, and I didn't actually go to the Chiefs page to see if they posted, but he's got like really slick, really well edited hype reels, like for game day posts. Oh, yeah. And like everything he posts seems like it's from a content background. And I loved it. He, I reckon a lot. Do you think that a lot of these guys actually have um, teams that just produce content for them now? I think, I think the big dogs would, but have to. Like, he, yeah. He, unless. I mean, uh, let's think about it. If they didn't, though, how cool would that be if somebody like Patrick yeah. Holmes had a, a real content background and he <laughs> just, just loves Just like, it. yeah, starts making his own edits. <laughs> but even, if, even if he didn't make it, like he, imagine if he, I don't know the guy at all, but imagine if someone like that would be like, got this sick editor on the side. Can you make this for me? I want to pump it out. Like that'd be so much fun if you were that um, creator. It's something we've talked about before, isn't it? And athletes in Australia, maybe they need to like start taking their own personal brand a little bit more seriously and hiring I think people so. that know what they're doing. Exactly. Um, so this is a great segue to what I wanted to discuss 
And it's funny you say that, Julian Wallace, because mine was not necessarily Australia, but Australian Open being on, it brought my attention to individual sports. Now, individual sports, I think there's a bit of a gap in the market of, because it's the individual, how do you cover games? So could you imagine if Serena Williams hired a content genius and she gave you the journey of each game, whether that be photos, imagine someone filming on a mirrorless camera to the side of just Serena Williams. Do you think there's a gap in individual sports like that? Or someone like Nick Kyrgios. Imagine if you had Nick Kyrgios turned his page into purely a content, like a team would cover. So Nick Kyrgios is the the Essendon football club and you cover game day like you would, (laughs) except you're an individual. I I don't think you'd ever go down like that path of like oh score updates and shit like that. But I think it's a it's a valid point and I think and I'm keen to hear what you you you're thinking as well, but I think you get away with so much more because there's no like media person going, Hey no, actually don't, Exactly. Don't it's, post that. Like, it's Serena or Nick for this example controlling it. Like they'd obviously be in control what goes yeah. out. I, I think like they'd have PR managers and stuff, surely. Yeah, especially when sponsors that comes into. I think you're right. Like you wouldn't go like yeah. half time, not half time, but whatever the tennis calls it. You you no. could go, you could go like an end result post. But like even scrolling Australian yeah. Open's page, you see the winner. But there's, I just think you could do so much more. I wonder if Australian Open are like one of those. Um, so similar to like cricket, right? Um, you can't really post too much because of all the like international um, broadcast rights and stuff like that. So I wonder if they're severely restricted in what they can actually do on social media. Mm. But like, would the individual be restricted? No, I don't. I don't think so. I just think it's a but, real even golf. I'm trying to think individual sports because it's such a weird area of how do you market game day and like a typical sort of content aspect from what teams go through if you're an individual sport? I don't know. I guess it's always just more about the journey then because then you could also bring it back to like UFC, also like individual. UFC is a good example. Um, boxing, like any of those sports. Yeah, I guess it's just about creating your own personal brand rather than like talking about results as they're happening. Um you can still because that's not your job. Yeah, true. But it would still be interesting yeah. if somebody gave it a go. Like, why not try yeah. it? Nobody's nobody's really done it. I keep going back to Serena Williams because I think scrolling her page, it feels like she's got a good grasp on what works and what doesn't. But could you imagine how much amazing content someone like her could pump out? Maybe this is a question for our audience. What path would you go down if you are in charge of content for an athlete? Would you go down the more informative path or would you just stick to what brand building and stuff like that? Let's see Let's see if anyone has anything to say. If you did like three posts per game, like pre-game, a, a shot during the game, a big play that happens yeah. but from your own camera. Like I just keep going back to from their own camera. Like that's a view that... That's a view that's been nobody's done it. There you go. So if 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 anyone's listening to this, gap in the market, there you go. Go for it. Go on. Make it make a business. All right. We automatically claim like 10% of this because it was our <laughs> fucking idea. We'll keep that. Um yeah, so that was that was just something that I noticed. Um I was trying to think of 
Well, I think I was watching a bit of Australian Open. I was sort of looking at big dogs, especially people with character like Nick Kyrgios, like if they just took yeah. over their pages from a content um, creator's perspective. But, yeah. I don't, that's a, another kind of maybe a little bit of a segue. I don't know if you ever listened to the um, episode of Dylan Friends shout out um, with Christian Petrarca on it. Yes, yeah. And he was, yeah, where he was talking about his own Instagram because Dill asked about it and he's like, well, what's the go behind it? And he's like, I'm just trying to show my life. Like, I take a lot of inspiration from Ben Simmons, who just posts and enjoys what he's posting and shows what he's interested outside of mm. um, basketball. And for Ben, it was obviously like a little bit different because he's got like a ridiculous amount of cash. But um, for, um, Christian Petrarca was all about his shoes and like his fashion and stuff like mm. that. Yep. So again, maybe that's like another approach you'd take. Maybe athletes don't want their personal profiles just to be all about the sport the that sport. they play. Maybe they want it to be about themselves. So this is almost like we've rehearsed this because you just led me onto another segue. You <laughs> asked me to think about favorite athletes I enjoy following and I had two. Yeah two in the basketball world especially so one was actually ben simmons purely just because i think you know him but i think he has a great relationship with the philadelphia 76ers and this could be completely wrong but i'm just judging off his socials um their photographer slash content person alex subers or subers he um yeah he seems to post a lot of his work but it's it's with his dogs it's with as you said things outside of whether it could be a call of duty sponsorship but everything he does still films like a, a feels like a proper piece of content like it's not just a phone um yeah video or photo but he was one he's got a nice grid as well he and he always posts <laughs> we ragged on him last week for his what was your little emoji <laughs> you're the smoke emoji, oh, the, but the, the, yeah <laughs> guarantee one post a game from ben simmons and i'm all about it like after the game you're right like i'm, I'm just having a look through some of the photos now it's clear that um alex is just kind of following him around with a camera. But, yeah. I mean, this is where if any athletes are listening to this, be friends with the content creators because they're going to hit you up with the photos. And if you're nice to them, they're more likely to take photos and videos of you than yeah. someone who's a dick, really. It's a fun thing so, It's a fun thing to touch on because who, I think the people that are switched on in that um, area will know that that could lead to bigger and better opportunities outside of the sport. Exactly. Like, do you think that Ben Simmons is playing paying for – any of that gaming equipment? Guaranteed no. 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 Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, you make uh, yourself available, you're going to get sponsorships. Yeah. Another one in that area is Kelly Oubre. So Kelly has, Oubre. he plays for the Warriors now, but he pays, sorry, not pays. He has, well, he probably pays him. Um, he has his own <laughs> content creator and he, he's just a very, what's the word they use within the uh, American, I've gone blank. Like he, he loves his fashion and he seems to have a real interesting sort of the creative art side of things. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's one that I follow and sort of everything he puts out just seems, it seems relevant as well. Um, he's very switched on uh, and it, it all comes from, I forgot the, his content creators um, name, but yeah, he does a good job of that as well. I'm just having a look through his um, Instagram and this Grease poster that he put up. It looks like a photo shoot, photo shoot with him and his partner or whatever. That's kind of cool. Let me have a look. He um oh drip is what I was gonna say. <laughs> he, drip drip um got a lot of drip fam. He's got drip. Um where is it? Wow, 
Make, make <laughs> have the whitest man alive say the blackest sentence well, I was, I was to, possible. I was trying to explain how they explain it. Droop. Maybe so. Maybe we should get one of these personal branders on and see what it's like. I think that'd be great. Well, that was um. So this is one I would promise to reach out to. His name is Logan. Um, he's D'Angelo Russell's content producer. So let's yeah, let's try to get one of him or Cam uh, Beverly on the show. Yeah, nice. I think it's a, an interesting area because it's kind of away from sport, but it's obviously obviously still very important because mm. it comes from personal branding and personal branding lasts after you go to the team. So we'll, uh, we've got some exciting developments. Speaking of um, speaking of guest sparks, I know okay. we had one of our biggest guests on last week and in Darren James Barker, um, but I've been working behind the scenes, Sparks, and I think it's about time to announce it. Oh, um, okay. Are you ready? Well, I know who it is, so yeah, I'm ready. We're going to have Mon on the show next week. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I'm going to draw the line <laughs> off here. We're not going to have my mother on. Sorry, Mum. We're going to have someone, I was going to say, better but that sounds insulting no we're gonna we've been working behind the scenes um and few little things to to happen still but it is looking positive that we're going to have uh someone from the chicago bulls join us wow um, probably in the next two weeks so we'll, we'll keep you updated we don't want to drop names just too soon um just in case it all falls apart but uh, yeah, watch this space. Two weeks, I reckon. We're we're up for our next guest. What I will say is, if you have good memory, listeners, it is something we've touched on before. It could even be what Jules promised um, that he'd reach out to. So yeah. have a think about that. All right, Barks. Um, I think it was a good chat, but I think it's time to lighten up a little bit. Let's uh, <laughs> let's, right. uh, let's uh, let's go to the hen. Lift up the hen. See what's under. There's an egg. Let's fucking. <laughs> Egg of the week. Wow, that was, that was your best one yet, I reckon. But Pete's, yeah, thanks. I've been practicing that one. So, Bucks, you don't have a uh, egg of the week this week, but correct. I have one. I actually have two. Quick one. Um, I don't know if this is egg or a boss, but that lady who flipped off uh, Rafa Nadal <laughs> at the tennis <laughs> the other day is it because of his routine? Yeah, I don't know. She's just like <laughs> sitting in the crowd by herself. This this lady, and he's he's obviously. It looks like he's having words with her, mm. and then all of a sudden she just flips him off. This could be wrong, but why? I think it had, I don't know what if this is the same story, but there was someone ragging on his routine. Like he has like fifty three bounces before. Yeah, of, but like that's his routine. You're the one who's paying to come see him. I'm on the woman's side. It's fucking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's a well, good egg. <laughs> So um, I don't know your name. I'm I'm kind of impressed, but also like you're a dickhead. <laughs> Flipping you're someone egg, off, actually. yeah, yeah, for no reason. That's um, especially in such like an individual and personal sport like tennis. It's <laughs> yeah. not like football where you can just <laughs> get away with like throwing one up. She looked him dead in the eye and like flipped him off. I think, it was sensational. I think that's a great point because we know how much of it is. Um, if something crosses the line of being personal in a team sport, but you can't you can't get away from that no. in tennis. <laughs> like you're literally no, looking at the at one person in the middle of the court <laughs> and doing something. <laughs> She may as well have run out onto the um, the court and just sworn in his face. Like, there's very little difference. Yeah, good, good, 
Good work. That's my my first one. And my second one is um, for a, a previous guest of ours, Barks. Darren? Um, no, Darren's all right. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to egg him this week. Um, Cripsy. Cripsy. Um, for anyone who might be searching for Cripsy on Twitter this week, you won't find him. Was he done? Because he copped himself a 10-day ban for sharing a TikTok. Oh, wow. I did not know this. So, Do you explain. He messaged me the other day. So, Cripsy and I have been um, talking about a few things here and there and um, had a good chat to him. It was great to talk to him. I got this panicked message from him the other day. <laughs> we are down bad. Check my tit. I'm sorry. Check oh, my, tit. my goodness gracious. <laughs> Try this again. The, the message reads, we are down bad. Check my Twitter. We need Jesus. Well, that's dramatic, Cripsy. Double X deactivated for 10 days. I'm like, what have you done here, mate? He's like, it was a TikTok from a year ago. Absolutely disgusting. It was a banging TikTok. It'll be a 10-dayer, but fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's, he thinks it's worth it. <laughs> so, Cripsy, mate, you're an idiot. Yeah, it's big time. Yeah. <laughs> One of your biggest profiles shut down for 10 days, you big peanut. You know what's... They're my eggs. You know what's a shame? Like, that would actually... I assume that would impact... His, yeah, I'm sure it his industry, but oh well. You're an egg, Cripsy. So we go on to um, Boss of the Week. Yeah. So I think for that one, we need like some real um, gospel music, like Boss of the Week. Boss of the Week. Boss of the Week. Boss, 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 boss. Boss of the Week. All right, Boss of the Week. My Boss of the Week. Actually, we'll just go back to, straight to tennis. Nick Kyrgios, a few, a few mm. boss, boss moves from him during, during his Australian Open tenure. Tenure? Is that the right word? It is, isn't it? Well done. Yeah. Um, so far. First one, I don't know if you saw it, but he drank Pepsi during one of his <laughs> games as he was walking to the sideline. <laughs> and, Brilliant. And also he won, I think he won the second set last night with an underarm serve. I just love his antics. So he's my boss of the week. I agree. Um, I feel like tennis is one of those really stale sports mm. and they're so obs- ob- obverse. Fuck, neither of us can talk this way. <laughs> it's, a real, it's a real identity so, <laughs> of our show. <laughs> they're so against like anyone that comes in and causes a stir mm. um, and he's done that. I just think that one thing that's missing is now performance. Like he's got to start. Winning some shit. Yeah. Like, he's clearly a talented player, um, but I love the swagger about him. Me too. I think it's nice. I think he could be a boss of the week every week if we followed closely what he what he does. He also had that funny press conference where he was uh, complimenting himself about a terrific answer. Yeah. Actually, boss of the week. And Bill, that the did you catch Bill being on mute at that press conference? Oh. He's an egg. Yeah, Bill, egg. There was like a thing that was Spud. during Curiosity and someone else. He just kept asking questions on mute and you just hear this voice in the background saying, Bill, Bill, you're on <laughs> mute. Bill. <laughs> Bill's my egg. Poor. It's probably bloody Will. He's just changed his name. Bill and Bill. Will. Yeah, good good, good call, Jules. Um, all right. Do we want to go on to, did you have anything to add to Boss of the Week? No, nah, I don't. I'm, I'm done for Boss of the Week, thank you. Apart from my intro, Boss of the Week. That's beautiful. Speaking of stale. Yeah. Um, all right. We had a few fan questions submitted this week. We'll start from Yeah, we did. We'll start from one on Twitter from Tom. 
Tom works at Collingwood. Tom wanted to get our thoughts on clubs putting branding on every single photo they publish. And then we'll go to videos as well. Bit of a, bit of a, mm. I guess, common thing that most sport teams would have to go through. Do you want to kick us off? Yes. I, um, I used to be a fan of this. Of um, photos or videos? We'll go photos first. Photos. Yeah. I think videos are a little bit different because videos, um, like videos often have branding rights to them, like watermarks or whatnot. Um, and it's a bit annoying when a, a broadcast picks up your training footage and doesn't credit you or whatnot. Mm. Um, but for social photos, it was something I used to do, um, but then kind of just like was thinking, what's the point? People can just always crop around the yeah. photo if they want to share it. And it, it really is no skin on skin off my teeth. Back. Whatever that saying is. Back. Skin off Closer. My back. Yeah. Tooth and back. Yeah, nice tooth. Tooth and back. It's it's the same thing. There's no it's, skin it's on no, your there's no skin on your tooth anyway. Let's let's focus on that. What if anyway, um I I just don't I don't think it adds any value yeah. in in my head. My unless you're like promoting sorry. the image. Sorry, I'm gonna finish this off, but like unless you're promoting the image to a new audience and you're like paying to promote it, then I think like maybe have some sort of watermark. But for Social images, nah. No. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I thought the same one. Uh, probably a bit lackadaisical with this, but just no to both. I can understand it more on videos. Photos, no. I mean, people are going to, yeah. especially videos as well, if people are going to, they're going to grab it anyway. It's not hard to crop a video in. And, hey, if it comes from a certain team of them at training, then people will probably know it's from you anyway. I just don't think. Exactly. Just don't think it's worth worrying about because people are going to, if you're doing it to avoid people, grabbing it or stealing it they, they can do it regardless so exactly no to both and i think it also helps um increase your your like exposure in any way because we for, for example bring carlton into the to the picture we have um terry from blue abroad blue abroad who <laughs> who takes a lot of our pictures and shares them but he what he does well is he never really shares them on the same day he'll keep like a backlog of Mm. photos and then bring them back up so I, I think like it has its benefits if you don't really yeah watermark stuff you know um sorry sorry you know what um i think as well like realistic approach if you see something really cool that one say we did we don't have anything to show that's ours but if we did something creative cool or a really whatever it might be a photo if you think realistically half the people are going to question who that came from and if it's amazing they'll probably go further to find the individual who did it and exactly. yeah, probably, yeah. probably spread the word or spread the love more than you'd imagine. And I also think on top of that, sorry, um, that um, a big watermark, especially on videos, can ruin it. I know that's very a, a big comment, but I think it can, especially oversized body watermarks. I'm going to maybe put a closing mark on this. I think if it's personal shots like if you're a, a professional photographer taking photos at an event um like um there's a, a photographer named steph who does the aflw accounts she.scores go follow mm. it it's amazing photos from the boundary or even um jonathan dimaggio who does photos for us sometimes i think then if you're interested in selling the photo you put a watermark on it absolutely because that's when that's when it hurts if it gets taken from you for no cost. And honestly, if you're stealing photos of people who are trying to make a living out of it, you're a bit of a douche. Yeah. I mean, I think that's uh, a very 
that's a very important um, point though, because if that's in the freelance world, that's massive. If you, yeah. if that's how you make your, your keep, you, you have to put a watermark on it because people are going to notice it and they'll reach out to you hopefully to get some more work. Yeah. Nice question, Tom. And also Tom, shout out. You've had a bit of a, a rough week with uh, some stuff going on at Collingwood. So I hope you're enjoying a bit of uh, R&R there on the sidelines. <laughs> bit of lockdown. Thanks for listening, Tom. I much need a lockdown for Tom, I reckon. I might, um, I might take this one, Barks. Um, so I think this one was it come through Instagram. Uh, Jack, was it? Jack, thanks for your question. Um, the question is, what are some of the factors deciding on what content? Sorry, factors deciding what content on which p- platform should be organic or paid. Okay, this is like, um, this is a bit of an interesting one because I, um. Part of my job is the the digital marketing and, and promotion of our content um, through paid channels. Um, we only use paid for when we're trying to drive a specific outcome. So we will use paid content when we're trying to raise awareness for an AFLW game or an AFL game where we're trying to sell tickets, when we're trying to do a membership campaign, when we're trying to sell products from the shop. The content that we use is heavily – like I'm not going to dive too, in, too into this because I think um, it's pretty boring for people that don't have any interest in paid, um, paid content, but it's heavily driven by what we know has worked in the past. So we might have this great hype reel that we put out organically, right? And it, it might go gangbusters across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the website, TikTok, whatever. All our, our, our more organic um, platforms but that doesn't mean it's going to work well paid mm-hmm. and what we find typically works well paid is something that has a direct call to action in it um, so we don't try and overproduce our paid content if that makes sense on the flip side um, what we've also done is if we're trying to raise awareness amongst a new audience um, we'll find that bit of content that's worked really well organically and use that to push out. Um, and I guess in terms of the platforms we use, we typically just use um, Facebook and Instagram and we've done some TikTok marketing. Um, but the hard thing with TikTok marketing is you've got to find a bit of a trend. The, the content you've got to produce for that is way more specific than anything that you could put on um, Facebook or Instagram. Um, I don't know if that really answered the question, but I hope it did, Jack. It's it's a bit of a weird area. I. I suggest if you're really interested in this, you can actually get access to the Facebook ads library and um, go through each club um, and see see what they're doing from a paid perspective. Um, it might give you a better idea. That sounds handy. Yeah, um, it is handy. It's um, it's always good to see what the competition's doing. Good, good informative answer there because I have no idea about that, and I've never bothered to ask you because I don't ask you a lot about your job. I don't really care sometimes, oh, it's but because you're. A s- selfish prick, yeah. so thanks thanks jack for creating a divide between us on this episode that we obviously needed and jack if jack if you're interested always feel free to to hit us up via the dms happy to answer more questions a quick answer to that one as well is whatever michael makes put on paid all right next question no, doesn't work <laughs> next question um quick one how to perfect your content calendar which is probably a bit generic and i'm not sure it has an answer 
We almost need to dial someone in here. <laughs> oh, get it, get Critter on. We need like dial Mans and Critter in who actually do our content calendar. Um, okay. Um, I think this is a hard one for, um, because obviously everyone is um, a little bit different in how they approach their content. But it, it always starts with identifying your audience and knowing what content works well for them. So Bark's like, bring it back to a Carlton perspective. We have a planning day um, at the end of every year where we kind of review the content from the year, go through some metrics, um, work out what works well, what hasn't worked well, identify our new audiences and anyone that we want to talk to and do a bit of work into like the content that we're going to produce to talk to that audience. Um, so that's step kind of step one. You've got to do that before you even get close to a content calendar because otherwise you're just plugging random shit. Then you've kind of got to like take another look um, and Facebook insights, Instagram insights. I know it sounds really boring and this might be a dry answer, but you've got to look at when your audience is actually online because otherwise you're, you just, again, you just, it's like when you go fishing or I imagine it's like when you go fishing because I fucking suck at fishing. When the fish actually, is one around. time I went fishing, <laughs> I, I went to cast off and I actually wrapped the, um, what's it called? The, the fucking string oh. thing ar- around my neck. It was a great time. <laughs> Jesus, are you like, I can't fish. I'm the terrible at stuff like that. Um, but anyway, it's like just going out and throwing a line out into a pond and hoping that something comes yeah. out without any bait or any understanding of like when the fish are actually in the pond. Um, you've got to know when your audience is online. From there, you kind of got to then prioritize what content you want to be seen what content you know is going to do well regardless of what time it's going to be pushed out and on what platform. Um, I think this is also um, something that, uh, fuck, it's like every week we call them out, but Social Sandwich, Edwin, Mm. is really good at talking about, about knowing the differences between each platform and what content works well. Um, So, Bucks, you probably know as well, like with Instagram, it's good to have really punchy stuff like, quick, hard-hitting stuff that is going to capture people's attention and that's what we're trying to do with our videos now. Mm. Whereas longer-form interviews, even though Instagram's got Instagram TV and stuff, is probably better suited to YouTube or Facebook or your website where people are more comfortable to to sit down. Yeah. Um, and it's like with conversational content, you're probably better off putting it on Twitter because you can easily have a thread of conversation that you can go back to and um, keep going with. So once you I'd kind of identify all that and know what you're going to do and know when you're going to do it, then it becomes a lot easier to plug it in and be like, okay, at 5 o'clock we're going to be doing this, at 10 o'clock we're going to be doing this. Yeah. It also gets harder in the footy space because you've got random announcements that will just pop up and you've always got to be shifting it. But mm-hmm. um we kind of go day to day. Um, we obviously know we have an overall calendar that will tell us what's coming up in a week and then we go more granular as to when things are going to get posted day to day, if that at all helps. I think I think it's a real um, – it's probably an area – like it's good to ask these questions, Jack, because the I think it's easy to think I'll oh, just make good shit, make good content and all work, which is sort of – I'm going to be honest, it's sort of my approach and I lean on you and people in our team to explain – when is the best time to post, uh, post when all those sort of questions that you're asking. So I think it's important to dive deeper into what works um, and, yeah, understand that there is a bit of crap behind it but, uh, without 
was it? It's a bit of thought behind it. Yeah, it a bit of thought behind it. That's a. It's a very good question, and I think it's becoming more important that you can't just and it's not like it's something new, but you can't just post something in hope that it's going to work. You have to mm. know a little bit more about what you're doing. Um, and know when people are online. I think that's the key to any content calendar. Know when people are online and then you can start to structure from there. There's some, there were some bloody great questions there, Barks. Thank you. I made them all up. No, they're actually submitted questions. So thank you, everyone. Keep them coming. Um, and if you're, in, yeah, if you're enjoying this um, question segment, uh, let us know and we'll, um, we'll run it every week. All right, are we done here? Okay, guys, wrap it up. Everyone, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Content Catch-Up. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. As we said, we've got um, potentially another guest in the next couple of weeks, but always write in, let us know your thoughts. We've really been enjoying the um, feedback and the engagement on some of our posts, so keep it coming. If you have any tips, anyone you want us to talk to, let us know and we'll get on to them. Barks, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Okay, goodbye. (laughs) See ya. Thanks, everyone.